GoBirds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It's a table slapping kind of show because the Eagles got Jalen Carter and and they got Nolan Smith, like the guy I wanted them to trade up for. They got him. The guy thought they were going to take a 10, they yeah. got a 30. Like, Elliot. What a night, man. And that is the most energy you'll get from me. I'm going home going to bed as soon as this pot is done. But I'm giving you every last bit of energy I have in my body well, because the, the, the Eagles slap, deserve yeah. it. Howie deserves it. And these two young men from Georgia deserve it. I am so freaking excited right now. Yeah. Um, first, everybody auto-download. We've been oh, good, at, you know. You it's our big episode. This, guy, this the, could be our biggest pro. episode of the year. So everybody, if you're listening, hit the auto download. Really button, helps us out. Leave a five star review. It really helps us. You know, okay. if, even if you just want to delete the episodes after they download, that's yeah. fine. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, it would hurt. Right. I mean, would be sad about it. I, we would be. I think you would be missing out. Right. But you know what? It's okay. So just hit the auto download button. Yes. It, it would really mean a lot to us. I'm happy I remembered, but now let's get to the picks. Okay. Okay. Good job by you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't it's want to fun- kill your vibe, but well, I, you know. It, it is funny that the the one day you remember is like the day where it's like. Exactly. Like, yes. let's get into it. And right. you're like, hold on a sec. But no, at I'm least gonna- it's a good day to remember. <laughs> All, right, All right. So let's so get into it. I think, the, I think the best compliment I can give of the draft last night is. Those are the picks I would have made. Like nice. on a simplest form, right? <laughs> I love you. Like, <laughs> the best compliment I can make is like. Well, like me, buddy. Like well, me. What, what I guess I mean by that is so <laughs> no, many times after drafts, you know, especially obviously the Eagles since we do the Eagles pot, but we're both fans of other sports, whether it be NBA, you know, baseball draft is what it is. This, mm-hmm. but, Jack Fritz the only person on the yeah. player who pays attention to the baseball But, but I think for so many years, especially with Howie, we would sit here and go, ah, it's not what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, but it's not what I would have done. Or... I get why you trade back, but man, I really would have liked this I mean, player, look, right? Even not for me last year, but for you last year, obviously not the AJ Brown trade, but the Jordan Davis move. You're yeah. like, ah, eh, I probably and even and to be fair, I was very happy with Jordan Davis pick. Right. I would have taken Kyle Hamilton in that spot. So we, well, we have that every year. Yeah, and so what I think what's been interesting with Howie recently is you think about, you know, no pick is the obvious one hundred percent consensus pick. But Devontae at ten was kind of just take the take the guy, mm-hmm. right? Jordan Davis, I have my concerns, but it you was know, take defensive lineman. There was a free. They just take the guy, and they jumped the smart team who was going to take yep. him. That whole thing. Jalen Carter, obviously a you know take the guy, and yeah. then Nolan Smith, just take him. You're right? so, so right about this. So he I didn't for overthink the, any of those. So I think for the last few picks, you know, Howie has just done the thing that people thought he should do. All SEC guys, all yeah. big program right. stuff. It, it's not been you know we actually think this guard from Northwest, yeah, this yeah. wide receiver from TCU, right, better than exactly. the guy who caught four touchdowns in the national championship game. Right, and we're gonna get the guy who played in the national championship game. So, so I I do think when you look at it, those are the those were the right picks at the time. Now, will they pan out? Like we'll see. You never know with any draft pick, right? But I think sometimes with the draft, the best grade you can give, and people are always upset. Well, how can you grade picks right away? You're not grading the pick itself. You're kind of grading like the process and the thought process the value, behind it. The yes. spot where they were taken versus Correct. where that people yep. thought they should go. Like you're just you're basing the value in the moment. Obviously, we all know anyone in the first round could bust. Any yes. single player. Right. But with that being said, I think they were both the correct picks at the correct time. And and I think that with we'll, we'll do Jalen Carter first, but overall, what last night was really a masterclass in from Howie was just flexing on the rest of the league and going 
I know more. I know than what everyone's going to do. Exactly. I know right. what I, I, I can be patient. Yep. I get, I'll sit there and I'll know and I'll be right because when Jalen Carter was falling, like he gets to five. And you're saying, oh, maybe you trade up here. Well, and Rap Sheet's tweeting out Seattle's phones exactly, are ringing right. and all that stuff. And then he gets on. to six, and it's like, well, we'll like trade up, like, and then seven, eight. Well, and especially eight, there were rumors about trading up to eight before exactly. the draft. Exactly. So when the so pick like, was in for Atlanta, yeah, I was like, oh, God. I mean, obviously my heart broke because it was Bijan. Yeah, I felt bad for you. I, I again, like, yeah. you know, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, I, like I said many times pre draft, were the top two guys I won this draft. So I'm ecstatic. But I will say, I did feel for you. Yeah. It is, I will say, though, and I have to say. It's a bit of a vindication that he went eight. I do have to. It is. Yeah. I do. Granted, a dumb team took him. It was a bad pick. Whatever. But he um, went eight. I will say, though, let's let's rewind to the start of this when we really started diving into the draft. Like, you got into Bijan. You became a Bijan. Yeah, I was guy. in on Carter from Your day one. first thought yep. was, this is the biggest need this team has, the yeah. most important position they have a need at. Go get that dude. So and, just just to, to bring us back. There. Yeah, and the thing I keep going to with Jalen Carter is the Eagles needed Jalen Carter, and Jalen Carter needed the Eagles. I think there's an argument Jalen Carter needed the Eagles more in a way, mm-hmm. just in terms of— No, no, you know, no. Eagles we'll, are playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll get like, into— There's no single player who need the Eagles need more. Right, right. So so anyway, so you know he's at seven, eight, and you're like, trade up, trade up. They just—they move up one spot, you know, they give up a fourth-round pick, but ultimately they basically just sit there and Jalen Carter falls mm-hmm. them, basically. Nolan Smith, you know, and I will say when the second round, when the end of the first round was ha- was happening, it really did make me realize how much we concentrated on number ten and number thirty. Because I'm I sitting know, there, like, wow, Nolan <laughs> Smith's there. Yeah. All right. So anyway, it's like twenty two, twenty three. Everyone and I'm on like, Twitter. Go get Nolan. Everyone Go on Twitter. Get it Nolan. wasn't just you. Everyone on Twitter. Every Eagles fan yeah. was like, trade it for Nolan. This yeah. is unbelievable. Trade it for Nolan. And then when they're sitting there, even then, it's you know. Uh, they're gonna trade it. Well, I saw your tweet. You're like, don't trade back, Howie. Yeah, don't just, just take him. Just take Nolan and he Smith. did it. He and just he took it. him. And I'll save some of why when we get into Nolan Smith more. But I think of all the Georgia players they've taken, if I'm being honest, Nolan Smith is my favorite. Wow. I think Jalen Carter's a better player. But I think just when you take everything that Nolan Smith is, I Seems think that's like the most my wonderful favorite person. prospect yeah. that they have taken. We'll get to Nolan Smith. I agree. Because yeah. I have some some thoughts. And obviously, again, like this is someone I thought they were going to take. I liked right. him. I wanted him. I'm... I'm ecstatic, and I well, wanted defense. Like this is like this was my wish list. If yeah. I could have said, and I wouldn't have said, I would have never said get Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. I didn't think that was a possible outcome for the night. Well, Jimmy, you Kemsky, know, if you had told me that, I would have been like, yes. What right. are we trading thirty to move up to twelve and giving up a first, like to get Nolan? Like what's happening here? Jimmy Kemsky had a really funny tweet. He said, if somebody did a mock draft. Where the Eagles got Jalen yeah. Carter, Nolan Smith, and only give up a fourth. He said he would never take that person seriously <laughs> no again. No one would have. And I agree. <laughs> well, and again, it shows like just how, and we said this going in, right? We said, hey, let's not overrate these mock drafts. Every year they're wrong. Perfect example. He won't get past the Bears at nine. If Carter falls to nine, the Eagles aren't getting him because the Bears are taking him. The Bears clearly weren't taking him. Right. They traded him to the freaking Eagles. Right. Like it's just right. everything is wrong. Like, so, Will Levis. Best All the way, yeah, number yeah. two. He has not been drafted yet. By the way, my Gibbs tweet where I said I would take him over Christian looks Gonzalez. Looks he better. went 12. It looks better. So, so to your point about the, the defense, obviously everybody knows I wanted offense. I was not shy about this, right? Bijan would have been my number one on the board. But if you would have said to me, Elliot, like, you're going to get defensive guys. T- give me a list of three and we'll see what I can do. Yeah, these would have been your guys. Yeah, it would have been Will Anderson, J- not in this order, but Will Anderson, Jalen, or maybe in this order. It probably would have been that order. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith. Yeah. And they got two of the three. Yeah. So ultimately, we're not sitting here and saying, look, they needed help on defense, which is why they took Devin Witherspoon, right? These players have clear-cut paths to starting and playing right away. Jalen Carter will probably start week one yeah, snap. Yeah, he absolutely right? will. Nolan Smith. We'll see, but he's not going to... He'll be situational. Yeah, he, That's the way he'll the be one of the four guys they rotate. He fits into what the Eagles do. Yeah. And let me get to my thoughts on Carter. Because, look, the way I look at it, and the way I looked at it coming in, and look, I know there's off-the-field stuff and all that, but I said this prior to the, the, the draft, and I believed it then, and I believe it now. I trust the Eagles here. Yeah. And look, they could be wrong, but their track record, especially this new regime of Howie, you know, since 2016 on or whatever, in terms of judging character, in terms of culture in terms of understanding what's going to work and what's not and all that and obviously there was the Carson thing and all that but that was a unique situation like I think they've been brilliant in terms of making these types of deductions and looking at situations we know that Dom is as good as doing his homework as anyone in the league like I just trust the Eagles to make their evaluation on the person and if that if you're going to trust the Eagles to make their evaluation on yeah. the person they got the best player in the freaking draft the Eagles 
almost won the Super Bowl last year and somehow came away with the most talented football player in this draft at potentially their biggest area of yeah. need. Yeah. It is like a, a master class. Like, we'll get to Smith, but like Smith is like, even if they didn't draft Smith, this is an A-plus draft to me just because right. you got Jalen Carter Nolan at Smith such is a like, big position of need. Nolan Smith is like an extreme amount of icing on totally, the Totally, yeah. totally. And, and then on top of that, like, I think that the culture that this team has created is a, to your point, like Jalen Carter needed to come here. He's stepping into as good a culture as we've seen in Philadelphia. I know that the 2017 team's right there, but you know, with Jalen and Nick at the top, like I trust the culture. I trust the culture setters. I trust that, you know, this team's going to be focused. This team's going to be locked in and that Jalen Carter is going to be embraced. And mm. uh, dare I say it, Love him up, Nick Sirianni, right? Like well, that's Nick's strength. And that stuff's going to matter. And then yeah. he's here with his buddies. I mean, your friendship wins, uh, yeah. take. Got another big win last night. I mean, Nolan Smith and the Kobe Dean, best friends in the world. Yeah, Jordan all Davis and Jalen Carter, yeah. best friends in the world or whatever. Like, this is a big deal. And it is the per. I, to your point, I think, look, the Eagles got the best player in the draft, and that is a win. Most talented player in the draft, yeah. and that is a win. But I actually am with you. I think the bigger thing is Jalen Carter is going into – literally the perfect right. situation for this kid and his situation. If he doesn't succeed here, he probably was not going to succeed. Exactly. Um, so, And that's why you build this culture, right? That's why you yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on culture. That's why you care about these things so that you feel confident taking risks on great players. And the list we talked about before, like Warren Sapp, Randy Moss, there's so many of these guys who had character issues, who had things happen, who fell in the draft, and ended up being Hall of Fame players. So I agree with everything you're saying. And I think sometimes, to do like some self-evaluation, I do in my own head play devil's advocate, even though it maybe might not be what I believe, right? Because I, at my core, I believe Jalen Carter was the right pick. I think that he will be good. I think he checks the box. I think he will be the pass rushing defensive tackle. I do think Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman and Dom, the the head of security slash assistant D- GM, deserve the benefit of the doubt and have earned the benefit of the doubt. And I trust them to turn him into a great player. But let me tell you some of the concerns I have, and I'd be curious to know what you think about them or kind of explain to me if yeah, you think I'm please, over. Okay. Please. So two two things. One, this is the second year in a row where they've taken a player where at the introductory press conference, there are questions about his effort. And Jordan Davis, I don't think effort was an issue for him last year. I don't. And for me, I view the Jordan Davis season as pre-injury. I don't ever think of anything of a happened Good, after. Thank so you. I'm not because I not, feel like a lot of people are not doing yeah, that. And a I lot of people are like calling him a bust. Correct. It's like this is crazy to See, me. See, but I think where I differ from people is I was not as impressed you were with down him, on him to begin prior, with. Yeah. No, no, prior to the foot And injury. you also were down coming in the season. Yes. You had real concerns and you didn't see right. those concerns uh uh abated or whatever. So to me, yeah. the when when they drafted Jordan Davis, it was well, you know what? Like he's not a great pass rusher and he's a bit out of shape and his effort's an issue, but now he'll be in the NFL and he'll those things will be fixed, right? And I don't think we saw that last year. Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean falls to the third round. You know, everybody's excited, and rightfully so. It's a player I would have taken. And we sat there and we said, well, he fell to the third round, but, like, he's going to be awesome. And I know he didn't play a lot last year for a, a, a number of reasons, some of which are him-related. Like, he, he did not get on the field. But then also they had the linebackers that played really well in front of him. Do we think, or do you think, that maybe we're – underselling the concern with Carter because we're so excited he dropped when we just have two examples of Georgia guys. Because let's say we said with Jordan well, Davis. Kobe, it's only one that's a similar thing to Carter. And even then, I mean, I think the Jordan Davis effort thing also have a lot to do with him just not being in shape sometimes and stuff like that. Well, but I don't think he's not trying But on that's the a Jalen Carter thing, too. Right. But, but Jalen Carter, well, Carter was a one-time thing that we know of. Like, he's never been out of shape before except the pro day thing. And he was going through, like as tumultuous a life thing as you could go through. Not only is he under investigation, he could be sued civilly. Like, right. he's got all these things going on. His draft prospect status is falling. The biggest thing in his life that he worked for. Like, all these things are going on at the same time. Plus, on top of that, his, his friends just died. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of human stuff here where, like, and again, I'm not excusing him being, completely excusing him being out of shape for the pro day. Honestly, that does, like, if The pro I, day doesn't matter to me. So, okay, well, interesting. My, my, my concern is... People throughout the year at Georgia reportedly like telling teams that they had concerns about him. My look, the the pro day thing is what it is. And the accident thing we can talk about in a second, but I agree with you that like that was a traumatic event, like all these things, right? My concern is it seems like there are reports and teams that felt prior to the accident, prior to the pro day, 
that this guy might just not be someone that works super hard. And I was talking to Hugh Douglas about this, who was in Atlanta for all this, right? And the the perception, and I think it's probably true, is that Jalen Carter knew he was going to be a top three pick. He didn't try super hard in practice because at this point, who really cares? Just get to the pros. And I think there's there's probably a lot of like validity to that. Mm-hmm. I, I just mean, as talented as this guy is, and he is super talented, he did fall. And I think sometimes in the draft we have, yeah, a, yeah, we have this thing where it goes, well, he fell here, but that's insane. And that could end up being correct. Instead of saying he fell for a reason. I just think we just saw two players from Georgia who probably fell more than people thought. Well, Nick and we, Davis didn't fall more than he thought. Well, but, but Davis when, was projected to go like right in that range. It was always Baltimore or the Eagles right. in that range. But I think also with Jordan Davis, and we felt this at the time, and I think there was truth to it, that... He's a freak athlete at the defensive line position. Why shouldn't he have gone higher, right? Sure, I guess. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So my only Jalen Carter thing is I just wonder if maybe we're underselling the concerns here about not the accident, not whatever. About the work ethic. About the and work the ethic and everything. Well, and and Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean and Nolan Smith were with him at Georgia. So, yes, he's going to come here and they're going to be close. And I think there is real benefits to that. But those guys were there for some of this Jalen Carter stuff. And so... While I, while and how he said this, well, they I were thought, there, la- there wasn't this like we don't. This is mostly stuff it seems from this past season. This Jalen Carter, right, stuff. Nolan Smith. Yeah. I, no, I'm saying the Jalen Carter stuff. No, no, no I'm saying about, jo- like, Nolan Smith was on the team last year. Is the point I'm making? I'm not talking about Nolan Smith. I'm talking about Jalen. I'm saying I'm not talking about Nolan Smith either. I'm talking about Nicobe Dean and Jordan right. Davis were not on the team with Jalen Carter last year. Right, I'm saying, saying Nolan on the Smith too- was. Right, but what does that have to do with him coming to work with Dean and, and Davis? I, I'm, I'm not sa- really talking about, forget forget yeah, yeah. the rookies. I'm talking about coming in and working with guys who've already been here, guys right. who are a part of this culture already and all that, who you played with at Georgia. And look, my also point is like, you didn't hear, and maybe it was happening, but you didn't hear stuff about Jalen Carter not working hard or whatever when Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean were there is my point. Right. It's only after they left. So maybe they did play a role in him. Maybe, in, you know, and, maybe, and they maybe were that was mentor. because he I mean, wasn't he said, draft eligible. He said Nicobe you know? Dean was like his mentor right. and stuff like that. So like who knows? Like that yeah. I, I don't think there's any negatives in Nicobe Dean being here when Jalen Carter's coming here when he said that somebody looks up to. I don't think it's a negative when Jordan Davis is here and that's somebody cares about. Like I think that's positives. I get like I understand what you're saying that it still happened when it uh, potentially we don't know mm. with those guys, but with Nolan Smith at Georgia. But I, I just I don't think it's going to hurt to have people yeah. you feel comfortable with and people who theoretically, at least Nicobe, we know is a super hard worker and is going to go out and get the right. most out of what he had. And I thought Howie Roseman answered it well last night when he said it's not on Nicobe and Jordan Davis to bring no, him along. Right? It's on, so it's on Sirianni it, it, and Desai and, and all these and, guys and Jalen Carter. Yeah, right? it, it is well, of on. Of course, them. it's on Jalen yes. Carter. Yeah. So I think ultimately. I'm 80% in agreement with you that having them there will help him. I'd be honest in saying there's a little part of me that feels like, I don't know, man. That's a lot of Georgia players. And maybe I'm just overthinking this from whatever. The greatest defense we ever saw know, in college but, football. Like, why wouldn't you want those players? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason five Georgia guys went in the first round last year. Like, it's just a factory of talent. And how were they, though? Well, I mean, I didn't follow all those guys. Well, that's I what know. I mean. I, might none, be... none of them stand out to me. Like, I don't think any. It was ever. Well, Trayvon Walker was pretty good. Like, he had he had a decent year as the one. Okay, pick. Did you he? know, people were pretty psyched about him by the end of the year. So I don't know. Yeah, I I just when 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 we talk about the pick, I'm just trying to think of some of the reasons and concerns that this could not work out. And I 
and I do think last year when Georgia with 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 Georgia players, we were like, oh my god, I can't believe it, and they were basically non-factors the whole year. So I do well, think I mean, Jalen Carter will come and he will play. He will get a lot more snaps. And and again, the biggest concern I had with Jordan Davis was that he can't pass rush. Jalen Carter can get after the quarterback. Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter is, is one the, of the best pass rushing defensive tackles to come out of the draft yes. in a long time. Yeah, he's yes. the, he's as good a defensive tackle prospect as has come out in the last. He he, whatever, he got something like seventy quarterback pressures in his last twenty five games yeah. or something. I mean, the dude averages you know almost three quarterback pressures a game, right? And Nolan Smith also gets after the quarterback at an extremely high rate. It was right there with Will Anderson. So they got two players who, if I'm going to draft a defensive guy as a GM, you better get after the quarterback. And they both get after the quarterback. So, again, I would have made these picks at 9 and 30. I think it's an A just draft. Presenting devil's I'm, just, I get I'm it. just curious I get what, it. what your opinion of it is. Because in my I'm not head— I'm concerned about it. I get okay. it. I'm, I'm, I, the, the thing that concerns me with Davis that you've brought up is the work ethic thing. Like, that is that would concern me with any player. I always want people to— I think we've seen it with Hurts. Like, right. hard work matters. Like, flat out in this yep. sport. But— um. I just don't think there's enough evidence to really say that that's a thing. And also, I think things are situational. Like, look, you're a Georgia. You're the best player. You don't need to play as hard to beat guys. Like, and you know, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I don't, I don't think that's something that we can really know till we see how he is here and see how he acts. But regardless of that, I think that especially, you know, people are talking about luxury pick and all that. Especially when you have the ninth pick in the draft, tenth pick, and trade up to nine after being in the Super Bowl, like. And again, especially with your culture and all that, but I think that's that affords you the ability to take a risk on a guy who is that talented yeah. and may have some red flags off I mean, the field. Look, I want to be John Robinson, but if I was sitting in the draft room as the general manager, like I, I took Howie's spot, Nick's there, Dom's there, Lurie's there, and they said to me, Elliot, it's your call. We will take B. John Robinson, or we feel comfortable like taking Jalen Carter. And I had to actually make the you would decision. Pick Carter. I would probably take yeah. Jalen Carter. Because it's, I, just, I, it's like, the correct decision. Yes. yes. And, and with offensive line, I, t- I soured on a little, but I, I said I begrudgingly understood it. This is a different. Uh, I it's like Jalen Carter is an awesome pick. We talk, yes. it's, it's the biggest need. Yeah. We said it was the biggest, it's the biggest right. need. Yeah. Before we get to Nolan Smith, I want to get to him in a sec. I do want to talk about the accent. Yeah, I do too, for sure. Yeah. So, so. For those who don't know, just to get the the facts out there, because let me tell you, I just did the morning show. A lot of misinformation. Well, I was gonna say, out there. so I spent an hour last night reading so up I, on it. I spent yeah. a ton of time. So, so for what it's worth, and we can go through, and you can we can. For those who don't know the situation, Jalen Carter uh, was in a car with a teammate. Uh, in another car, it was a, a staffer for the yes. for the program, and another teammate, and they and were then racing. two other people, and then two other people, and they yeah. were racing, and uh, obviously one of the cars crashed, and two people died. Jalen Carter was found. Uh, he waited at the scene. He spoke to police. Yeah, there were some rumors that he left. He did not. He, he did not there. leave the scene. He, the police yeah. told him to leave when he was done. Like, he stayed there. He did it all by the book and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he has since been cleared legally. Like, he has a misdemeanor charge. He could still be sued civilly, which uh, theoretically could happen. Right. So that's There'll be why no criminal charges. Last night, there was questions about what he could say and what he couldn't like. And how he brought yes. that up is active investigation. So there are still things happening with it but criminally he is he is clear so to speak of it all um that is like basically the basics around it yeah your thoughts so whenever there's people that are that age i can't help but think about it through like my brother's lens because my brother is 21 so you know he's three years younger than jalen carter yeah three years younger than jalen carter different situation obviously he's i don't think he's gonna get drafted over number nine overall by the eagles but here after reading up on the so i don't think so no like Although I could score I like, a touchdown, I like so. that you said. Yeah, I like that you said. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, he does come from a long Im- line. Implying of a, that your brother, who does not play football at Temple and is twenty-one, yeah, uh, might at least uh, in some level play right. Eagles, yes. So I'm not just saying this because he's Dylan on the. Carter's only twenty-two, by the way. Okay, so yeah, so he's one year young, older than my brother. Oh, right. Look at this. What? Same birthday as one Emily Seltzer. Oh, I'm really? Even that more in there on we go. Happy April 4th to both of you. Very nice. Now It'll I'm be even a, more in on Jalen Carter. A big day for... Uh, so ju- the, but, uh, the takeaway from that, did just turn 22. So he's did a just young, turn 22. young 22. So he was probably... Yeah, exactly. He was 21 when this happened, Yeah, I guess. Exactly. So when I read up on the incident, my main takeaway was he made a really bad decision with a group of people that night, and he was not one of the people that suffered from it on. You know, tragically, people passed their away. Life. I'm sure he's suffering. He was with, with a group it, yeah. of people that all made a bad decision. Yeah, no doubt. Right? He, from what it seems, and I was not there. This is not something where it seems, you know, he was he not went, drinking. By the way, he there was, was not no drunk. Vibe, Unfortunately, like the driver that did pass away was drunk. Yes, right. Yes. So, ultimately, my takeaway is: if I got a call the next day, and my parents were like, "Elliot, 
Jude was at college last night. He was racing a car and exactly the same thing happened. I would be like, earmuffs, like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, what a dumb decision. But I also would not sit here and go, well, your life is ruined. You're yeah, not responsible. Yeah, I don't love you anymore. Yes, it, was a, that, yeah. it was a dumb decision Jalen Carter made. And also, it seems he had been pulled over for speeding before, right? So he clearly, hopefully, has learned from this situation. Well, and that, if you want to be concerned, you could say, like, he will he learn from this yes. stuff? That's a, that's a concern. And that's on the sure. Eagles, right? No so And on him, to your if point. That, if my brother was involved in that and then he was caught speeding again, then I think you're like, bro. What are you doing, mm-hmm. right? You need to get, like, your shit together. And to be fair, a difference between speeding and racing, but if you assume if he's driving around, you never That's know. what I mean, just yeah. being dumb in a car. Being he was in being car. dumb in a car. Yeah. And, he, you know, it was the day they celebrated the parade. So my honest opinion of the Jalen Carter off-the-field thing is, of course this accident is part of it, and it speaks to him making a dumb decision, right? Yep. But to me, the more concerning part of this is the, you know, like, does he love football? Does he get, like, those things. I, I am... Me, this is my own opinion, I'm willing to look at the car thing and saying, God, he made a bad fucking decision that one day. I don't know Jalen Carter. I know my brother. So I would be able to add more context to it. The Eagles know Jalen Carter. They investigated this. They spoke to him. They spoke to people that know him. And I've always said this, and I will stand by it, from my interactions with Jeffrey Lurie, Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, and Dom, I trust them personally where I think their values are the correct way where I think they will make the right decision. And I think that's all we can say about it. At the end of the day, I love speculating. We talk so much about how I love the rumor mill and the roller coaster. I think this is something where speculating as to what happened that night is dangerous a little bit. Yeah, and it's not fair. If you want to say you were concerned that he came to the pro pro day overweight and you want to say you're concerned he didn't practice hard, I think that's fine. The car thing, he was not charged. He made a bad decision. It was a dumb decision he shouldn't have made. Other people made dumb decisions that night. Like there was a group of people. And something tragic happened. But I just know me personally, I am not going to write him off because of it. Yeah, so I'm in a very similar spot. It's funny that you talked about your brother that way. I actually thought of myself. I actually thought mm-hmm. of myself when I was that age. And the, again, Earmos one, two, three, the amount of stupid fucking yeah. things I did. And the amount of times, whether it's I could have gotten arrested or I could have died. Right. Like, absolutely, looking back, there are a couple times where I was like, I could have died doing that. Yeah. Like, or I could have caused something. Ar- like, I've... We've all, or at least, look, not everyone, I'm sure there are some people who've never made those bad decisions. Right. But like a lot of people do. When you are young, like you make bad, and this is no way excusing it. Like this is a tragedy. People lost their lives. It is horrifying. It is horrible. Like it is a tragedy. Like there's no other way to say it. But to your point about Jalen Carter moving forward with his life, like I agree. I don't think you can, now you can question his decision making. And for say, sure. I am concerned about his decision making moving forward and what it means for him both on and off the field. That's a really fair thing yeah. to say. But to indict this kid for the rest of his life as as horrible or as, you know, killed someone or this, which was the type of stuff people are saying. Like, right. Like, that is unfair. I agree. So. And look, I don't know if Jalen Carter is a good person or not. You don't. Exactly. I don't know I, if yeah. Nolan Smith. I Like, I don't really know Seems these like people. Nolan Smith he does. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But another you. reality is good people make bad decisions that Absolutely. lead to tragic events. And yeah. it is what it is. Now, that's why I think the bigger concern for me with Jalen Carter is, is you know, is this guy going to work really hard all the time? That I think that yeah. is that is a track record type thing and something that really matters moving forward. And they're going to have to know the answer to that. Totally. And that's why he fell to nine. I would have taken him. I I understand the complete euphoria from fans. They got the best player in the draft for the biggest position they need coming off the Super Bowl. I'm just saying when yep. people fall, it's for a reason. And that's no, why it's a- I, if, if everyone wants to give this pick a 99, I would give it like a 94. I get it. Yeah. And I think it's a really fair point. And, and the list of... Super talented players who never made anything of themselves because they didn't work hard yeah. goes on forever. The Jeff Georges, there are so many guys we could talk about who, like, wow, that guy was so talented, it never worked out because and, he didn't care basketball. I mean, Derek Coleman, like that guy was that guy could have been one of the best players we ever saw. Just didn't care. You so know, like the last Jalen Carter thing I'll say is, and I want to preface this by saying, I think Ruben Frank is maybe the best Eagles beat writer to ever do it. Yeah. Longevity, Love he's Ruben. smart. I, I know We're him Rube personally. Fans. Rube is an awesome guy. He's, he's hosted our radio yes. show with us. I love you know, him. Um, others are off. Yeah. But it's okay to disagree with people. I, I personally, since it's a topic now, people are talking about it, I didn't have an issue with the way Jalen Carter answered the question. I didn't either. I, to me, Again, it seemed very basic, boring. Well, and especially to Howie's point, Nick's point, like, given the situation, like, you're in a, let's all remember Nick Sirianni's first Zoom, right? Like, yeah. it's hard to do a Zoom when you're in a room and you're not in a room with people and you've never done this thing before and it's the biggest night of your life and you're getting asked questions about yep. tough things in your life, like, 
to, again, to our point of, of taking one night and indicting someone forever, to indict someone from an answer on one of those things, especially one that was like vague and didn't really, you know. Right. And again, I, now he's point where he can't really say everything. It's an active investigation, like all this stuff. I, all that, I just think to me, Jalen Carter seemed like a rookie defensive. I've done so many of these draft interviews, right? He sounded like every single rookie defensive lineman yeah, they've ever drafted. Totally. Like kind of quiet, nervous, not super like, you know, his answers weren't a minute and a half each. They were like 10 seconds, yeah. exactly. Now yeah. who knows? I, again, I don't know Jalen, but I from that answer... I did not get a, he is taking this situation Yeah, I think it's unfair by. to do that. And and I, look, he might. We don't know. Right, that's Maybe what I'm saying. Maybe he isn't taking the and accountability. And I wasn't in the room, so Who yeah. knows? But but for, I agree with you. From that answer, I think, and that, that answer combined with the situation, I think I think you can't take anything really Yes. But overall, I think Eagles fans, we'll get to Nolan Smith now. Eagles fans should be very excited about Jalen Carter. Yep. You know, we had to have the conversation about the off-the-field stuff, but as a player— Again, the the one of the highest compliments I can give him is every year I, I read like the same three draft guides yeah. and I really trust them and <laughs> I really believe them and they've been proven right a lot. Each one for his negatives were basically like we'd be stretching if we did this. Yeah, like from a player, he's perfect. He is the perfect <laughs> defensive tackle prospect. And, and again, what we both agreed heading into the off season or during the off season, their single position or after yes. free agency, their single biggest position in need. Right, he's he's super strong where he can just throw people around. He's super quick on well, his feet. Dude, the tape like yeah. that's one of those where like usually when they show linemen highlights it during the draft, it's like ah whatever. Like his were it's insane. Like it blew blew off the screen. He has super quick feet. He has really strong hands, and he's it, just strong. Period. He's also kind of like an actual exciting version of Skaronsky in the way where he has all those technical things that we said we didn't care about with Skaronsky because he wasn't a great athlete. Jalen Carter comes, excuse me, comes to the NFL with pass rush moves and a plan on how to attack a passer uh, an offensive lineman while also being an incredible athlete. So there is a learning curve for him is going to be smaller because he's physically ready to dominate. He's quick enough to get around these guys, but he also has an idea of what he's doing. Like, of course he needs coached up. Every single player, Will Anderson needs coached up. But he doesn't come to the NFL like Luke Van Ness has no pass rush moves. So you, you have to say, all right, can we teach him? Can he do it? The tape for Jalen Carter... The hardest thing when you draft a rookie is saying, can I take what he did in college and do it in the NFL? If Jalen Carter is the same exact player and does the same exact things in the NFL, he will be an extremely successful defensive tackle. And so from that perspective, he was the you know one of, in some qualities, the safest pick in the draft in that regard. Yeah, I mean, look, his ceiling is Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. just putting it out there. Like, if if all this, like, work ethic stuff, all the off-the-fields have it proves to not be an issue, like, this guy can make the Hall of Fame. I mean, the, the, the honest NFL account, which is either a current Eagles employee or someone or, that yeah, has worked there in yeah, the last no doubt, two years. No doubt. Compared him to Jerome Brown. Sure. Yeah, I've heard Warren Sapp. I've right. heard, you know, he's I like, think he's like a almost a more athletic Fletcher Cox in a way. He he's is. not as yeah. large in the belly. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult, but Fletcher's just larger up top than yeah. I think Jalen is. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, like I said, if I was making the pick, this is the pick I would have made. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, let's get to Nolan Smith because again, it, it is a shame for Nolan in a way because a thrilling pick. Like I yeah. think we're all super, especially at thirty, but you know, kind of overshadowed by the Carter thing. Um, 
Nolan Smith has been compared a lot to Hassan Reddick. They're really similar in size. And actually, Nolan Smith, a significantly better athlete coming out of college than Reddick was. If yeah. you look at it, and you tweeted this out before, and I'd mentioned this on pods before, but like, I've never seen a spider chart like Nolan Smith. Dude, dude his spider chart is half ridiculous. Half this chart is 99%, and the other half is nothing. Because he has, like, super small, super yeah. short arms, all this stuff. But here's what's interesting. But, like, athletically, he's, like, 97, 98, 99th percentile. And every single drill they did at the Combine, Elliot, he is... A freak from that perspective, a four three forty as yep. a freaking edge rusher. I mean, he ran as fast. I think it was as as Brees Hall, it's the running back for the. So uh, like, there is he, he is. This is such a clear like, you know, the issue is the size, but everything else is amazing. Right. Your thoughts? So I think around draft season, obviously, we get so wrapped up in the measurables. Right. It's this guy's six one. You know, two eighty or. No, nah, I don't know. It's like, whatever. He's 6'1", whatever, and this guy's six foot. And it's like, well, that's this a big guy, difference. Right. But if these people stood next to each other, like Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, Boston Scott is viewed as like this, you know, hysterically tiny running back. When him and Kenny Gainwell stand next to each other, there's not that huge of a difference. Yeah. If Boston Scott and Miles Sanders walked into a room or like my house or a party and I didn't know either of them, I wouldn't be like, wow, this Boston's super small. Miles is, you know, giant. These, they're roughly the same size, right? So, Think about this. Micah Parsons, somebody who I don't think anyone would say right now is too small to be a great edge rusher in the nope. NFL. He's six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds. So he's like fifteen pounds more than Smith. Nolan That's Smith it. is six foot two, two thirty eight. Yeah. Oh, he's right? 238. I thought he's, he's 230. So he's even closer. According to, to online, he's two thirty eight. Okay. And that was his was, combine yeah. measurement. I mean, which, look, Hassan Reddick's two thirty. Well, so Hassan Reddick. Yeah, he's shorter. Six foot, six foot one, yeah. 240 pounds. He's so he's the now. same size so as Hassan So when Reddick came Reddick. out, he was 230 in college. His college so he put on weight, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's the point. He's like, he's the same size right. as Hassan Reddick. And we just saw Hassan Reddick be the one of the best Eagles pass rushers we've ever seen right. for last season. And trust me, as somebody that is always much, much well aware of how much I weigh, I am well aware that what you're listed out online could not be what you play at. Probably, so. Yeah. And Nolan Smith is small for the position. But the point I'm making is I think the concern about Nolan Smith's measurements is the definition of draft season hype. It's the definition of it. If you want to be concerned about the fact he was injured, like, okay, it was a pec injury, which I don't have super long-term concern about, but it's fair. He missed time. If you want to be concerned about his lack of sack production, I think that's a fair concern. I don't think that Nolan Smith's size will prevent him from being a good NFL player. Yeah, and again, it's... it's uh, it- Always like we always say with all this stuff, it's where are they going? Who's gonna coach them? The situation they're going to, like we just talked about, he's literally going to a team that just got a seventeen sack season right. out of his clone. Like, you know well, I mean? it, well, we just said with Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter needed the Eagles, and there's more involved in that reasoning. Nolan Smith is also walking into a phenomenal situation. Phenomenal situation, and. You know, maybe and no is, pressure because they've got sweat. Yeah, he'll be got, able to develop know, at his right rate. Got, yeah. You know, the multiple rushers. Yes. And now, maybe there's a pod for another day, but I think it, you know, it does speak to the fact of how run, well run this franchise is made that we are talking about two players coming here that we believe they will get the absolute most out of because of who the, because of the program. Yeah. So that well, it does. It's a and again, and even then, I mean, it, it goes further with us saying we trust off the field stuff because of the organization they put yeah. together. Like it's, you've said it forever and it's just, it's, just, I mean, Micah Parsons said it yeah, last he was, night. And yeah, that, I was surprised how that was awesome. Yeah, by the way. I mean, I, AJ Brown said it. He wants to be an eagle. Like, obviously, he very clearly wants to be an eagle. To come yeah. home. But uh, he even said it. He said that exact thing last night in that draft thing. He's like, the Eagles are just a great organization. Yeah. Like, how they keep doing this. Right. You know? So, with Nolan Smith, I am like so in on this. Me guy. too, dude. He checks so every excited. Elliot box there is on the face of the planet. Elite athlete, war cool number. Pass I think you'll have a cool number here. Production. Yes, like he is the Elliot defensive lineman player. He is that is the Elliot like poster child. I think he's going to be awesome. You look at his pass rush win rate. He gets to the quarterback. He doesn't sack him as much, but. If you look at, like, Will Anderson had the same exact uh, pressure rate. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson had one of the same exact pressure. I'll actually pull up the charts. I think it's worth reading. But at the end of the day, this guy, when he played in college, got at the quarterback better than— Okay, so here it is. Will Anderson last year got a a pressure rate of 16.9, right? Nolan Smith was 16.3. Wow. Will Anderson went number three overall, and the team traded multiple first picks to get him, right? Which was insane, by the way. Okay. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, last year, what was he? Number two, number two. one? Number two. Trayvon his his pressure two. rate was 13.3. Wow. Uh, Chase Young coming out was viewed as, you know, uh, whatever, 16.9. So if you said to me, 
Will Anderson, Aiden Hutchinson, Chase Young, and Nolan Smith, in terms of getting to the quarterback, they were the same guy. And to get him at 30, I think, is such a good example of how people get too wrapped up in the measurements when it comes to draft. I think so, too. This guy is an elite pass rusher, point blank, period. He is going to impact the passer. He might not get double-digit sacks, but I guarantee you, if not next year because he's a rookie, but in his second year, he will be somebody that is consistently impacting the passer. Point blank. And so at 30, yeah, I think it's a home run of a pick. If we were talking about him at 10, it's a different value. Maybe we could you know, highlight a little more that he's undersized. But at the end of the day, if we're doing this pod and they took Nolan Smith at 10, I'd probably be a little more upset that they didn't get Bijan. But, but it'd be like, but you I know would what? Be, I, I like Nolan was one of my top yeah. three players. Yep. The other two are gone. I think he's going to be awesome. You know, the leadership stuff, we can talk about that. Like, well, apparently he's as good as it gets. I mean, people are saying he's the next Brandon Graham already. Right. Well, if you look, um, so two things. One, you know, there was a, a moment at the Combine when he was asked about the Georgia situation with Jalen Carter and the uh, the teammate. And he like, you know, it was beautiful. He like cried and talked about how much he's going to miss this guy. And what, you know, so that obviously looks great. And then there's a video of when he's running his 40 and everyone on Georgia is watching in the Georgia locker room and like going wild when he does well. well how so, about Nicobe and Jordan Davis being in his draft party? Yeah, they Nicole, don't know yeah. he's going to the Eagles. They were just 100%. going because they love this dude. Yes. They want to support him. Yes. So I'm all in. I think when you talk about, I have concerns about Jordan Davis and Nicobe as players on the field. But building culture, building for the future, Nolan Smith, I think, is somebody that of those three players has the chance to actually be the face of the defense, ultra-great edge rusher. The the defense takes his personality. He came from a winning program. He knows what it's like to have a good locker room. All those things, right? I, I think the Nolan Smith pick is just, I am so in on it. And overall, I like the combo of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. I mean, it's like... They got two D linemen. Yeah, <laughs> they, they and, did exactly what we they do what we always want them to and do. And I think both of them are such better prospects than the last two Georgia guys. Yeah, so as excited well, as everybody was, I think these two as prospects. I mean, Jordan Davis was a better prospect than than I disagree than Nolan Smith. I not for you, but I'm saying for the NFL, he went higher. It was a, a better first round, a tougher first round last year. I'm just saying the NFL no, valued Jordan Davis more than yeah, they valued they did. Nolan Smith. And I think the NFL is wrong. I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you say it so definitively, declaratively. Right. I'm just saying, like... In my opinion, I should be, say. Yeah. There you in go. my opinion, I would take Nolan Smith 10 out of 10 times. And honestly, of the four, again, I would take Jalen Carter. But of the four, I believe the most in Nolan Smith. So, in terms of, like, I still think you and a lot of people underrate Nicole Dean. I think he's going to be awesome. I especially think that now with Jalen Carter here. I mean, that's going to help him out a lot. Yeah. Again, I, I know you're undersized a lot. Like, dude's a winner. He's just a great football player. You could player. be right. And, and I'm and, not rating Nicole In terms Kobe of off, taking but... on the defense, like, again, who did Jalen Carter say? My mentor. Who's uh, Nolan Smith's yeah, best 100%. friend? Like, I think Nicole matters like that. I think he's a leader, and I think the defense is actually going to take on his personality. But I understand your point, and I do think Nolan Smith seems like his. You know, outside of just the physical abilities, he seems like a culture guy. What's he so seems funny, like he fits in perfectly. So I did the Players' Lounge, I don't know, maybe eight times with Nicobe last year. And it was in the podcast feed, so people have heard it. But for those that haven't, basically me, Ike Reese, and Nicobe would sit and do an hour-long radio show. And Nicobe's awesome. Super smart. Very hard worker, you can tell. Genuinely nice guy. It is funny how he's talked about a leader. And actually, I guess Jalen Hurts is like this, too. But Nicobe's quiet. Mm-hmm. And so, well, Jalen is, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, so I'm kind of prove myself wrong as I go. <laughs> but but ultimately it was just to me when I watched yeah, Nolan Smith at like the combine, yes, loud. Nolan Smith reminds me a lot more of, of Brandon Graham. Sure. Yeah. Well, and again, people are making the comps and again, it's just what a thrilling night. Like what a thrilling night last night was. I'm just again, I, I know a lot of people want to be Jean. I know there are people who are concerned about all the field stuff and all that, but to go back to what we said at the beginning and in a second we'll get to what we want them to do moving forward. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, obviously, I can't. Uh, radio yeah. show tomorrow. Check us out yeah. one to three. We will be like legit full radio show reacting to all the picks. We want to hear from all the real ones, all the auto downloaders, all that stuff. But going back to what we said at the beginning, like, you know, all these questions, whether it's about Nolan Smith's size or the Jalen Carter off the field stuff and all that, but just in terms of prospects and putting a bunch of prospects into a, a group yeah. and playing a board and going up against other general managers and ultimately playing a big 30 hand game of poker. Howie Roseman was brilliant. Yeah, he he like, won. He was he was masterful. Yep. And again, the point you made at the beginning, I think, is that like his knowledge of the league, his understanding of what teams are going to do, his ability to be patient, his ability to understand value, like 
all these things for a guy who's been ripped for his draft picks. And by the way, been on a bit of a, a streak lately. I mean, again, I know Jordan Davis. Yeah. We'll see, and we'll see how these. But like, pan there's out, some real yeah. potential with, and you know, at least the 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 Devonte Dickerson draft, the uh, you know, the Sweat draft a few years. Like, there there have been some real hits, but for a guy who gets crushed, like, there is no one better, maybe in the history of the league, mm. because it is it was not that big a thing for a long time. Like. I think Howie Roseman, certainly on draft night and just period, the best wheeler and dealer in the history of the NFL. I mean, look, Andrew Brandt said it on your show. I'm going to steal it moving forward. He's a, he's a, this is he's, the last time I credit yeah. Andrew. I give him credit. I've, he's a competitive, he's advantage. A competitive advantage. Howie is a competitive advantage. Can he can he break down film? And, like, no. I, I Well, I shouldn't even say no. I don't know. I also don't care. I know that what Howie's job is as a general manager is is to make what happened last night happen. Not to overpay for moving up. Not to get too compulsive and not... Again, I'm a terrible negotiator. I probably would have traded up and you know been all types of reckless, right? But Howie's ability to sit there with that pressure, everyone looking at him, everyone waiting, and to say, you know, like, wait, he will be there. And for it to happen, it speaks to... You know, remember there was that article... This was a long time ago now, but basically saying no one respects Howie in the league and he's viewed mm-hmm. as... Clear, Howie might have better relationships with general managers. Maybe they don't go out and drink at the end of the like. But who knows? Like at the end of the day, Howie clearly has a good relationship with everyone around the league—the agents, the players, the uh, the GMs, all these things—because he always has the most information, and that's what you need on draft night: information. And he had it, and it worked out to perfection. All right. uh, Before we get out of here, looking ahead, uh, whether it's the round two pick, the Round three, including the we didn't talk about the Jonathan Gannon tampering thing. Let's save that for another pod to really get into it. But pretty wild that we didn't hear a word of this, and all of a sudden it's just like bang. Talking about the Gannon is, thing, the Gannon yeah. thing. Like we we don't need to to get into the whole thing. And yeah. I know you got to with the morning I, show and all that. Like I, it just is what it is with Gannon. Like look, I, yeah, let's, let's yeah. I'm happy we got rid of Gannon and then we got paid yeah. on the way. I'm out. happy That's everyone really got a chance it. to be mean no um, one more time. What do you want to happen over the next two days? So I think tonight. Rounds two and three could be a good secondary night. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at who's fallen, Brian Branch, Joey Porter. I doubt that those guys make it to where the Eagles are. No, but look how he has ammunition and yeah, picks for next up. year. So he's only used, what was his comment? You said, like, I have 12 next year, but right. it'll only be two. He's only used one so far. Keely so, Ringo, another yeah. Georgia guy. I mean, I, I really like him. Um, I think tonight could be a night to address the secondary. But for me. Do it. Do your thing. Go get a running back. I knew you were going to do that. Go yeah. get a running back. And like, you want them to trade for one. I would, likely, right? Austin Eckler, I'd have a ton of interest in getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Swift's interesting. I would have interest in him. I'd have to look at him further. I have a perception of him that he misses time. He does. That could be wrong. Okay. No, he has. He's had some issues. Okay, so and that would be look, a concern with Penny. It was kind of a weird right. thing. But yeah, I think Penny and him might be a little redundant. Be, yeah, and but but I do think Swift is... Has has some of the has some of the Bijan McCaffrey thing where you get that dude in space and he's a major problem in the you. passing game. I agree. So I'd have, we saw I, I would be hand. interested in that. I mean, Dalvin Cook. Sure. I, I Dalvin would probably Austin Eckler would probably be my number one, but I think Dalvin well, would, would be. be right there. Yeah, I think, I think Dalvin would be awesome here. Um, there's a contract thing with Dalvin. So so for me, going into tonight and going into the rest of the draft, my number one priority is running back and trading for one. I don't think any of the ones they could draft, who knows, maybe they turn into a, you know, there's certainly possibilities, but ultimately I would trade for a running back. I think they should address the secondary depth probably. I'm not as crucially in need of a safety as other people, but if they took Brian Branch, Jordan Battle, like I think they'd be great picks. I just don't think it's uh you have to get a safety thing. Kid from Illinois is good too. Yeah, uh, uh, Jamie Robinson out of yeah. Florida State. I would um I would prefer a safety to a running back. I, I get your point. Mm-hmm. I, I just have more I have more hope for Rajab Bain than you, but I understand the reality of it. I just I'm just not as concerned about the running back position as mm-hmm. you are. I feel like they will figure it out. And I trust Gamewell more than I did. You know, so yeah. again, I don't want to go into this I, I Ideally, the four they have right now is not my preferred going into the season with, but if they don't add another running back, like, I'm good going into the season with this group. You're not. So I'm that's not. It. Yeah. I am. Yeah. But it, it's, it's not about Penny the player. It's just, I don't think. on the field. Yeah. I get it. I think we all get it. And he's, I think it's too, good. There's no too important of a, a role I get it. To, to run to him. So, yeah, running back would be the priority. Um, but, you know, if they didn't make another pick the rest of the draft, they, they have two players who I think are going to be outstanding for them. Yeah, so it's already, they already got like the. Instant impact, also future thing. I mean, it was a yeah, it was a great first round. You got any other uh, any final thoughts or other draft thoughts before we get out? Um, trying before to I think. Go I mean, bad. Will Levis falling was you well, know okay. Surprising. So there, I'll just do mine. Then. I like That's the funny. Houston so draft. Think for a sec. Uh, well, I thought they gave up a lot to go back for Will Anderson, but I like them taking I Stroud. Like we both like Stroud. I thought the single dumbest, most absurd thing the entire night was the the 
Earmuffs one, two, three. The fucking moronic. There was a less than zero percent chance, or less than one percent chance, that Will Levis would still be on the board. <laughs> oh, the Will Levis analytics. Right. Based on what? Yeah. Who the hell? How did you know? Did you talk to every general manager in the league, and they said, "Oh, we're definitely taking Will Levis in the first round." Well, obviously like, not. I get it. If you want to have analytics on things that can be judged, that right. can be statistically categorized. No one knew when the hell Will Levis was going to go. It was all based on rumor and innuendo. Like, the whole, like, I thought that was the single most absurd thing maybe I've ever seen in a draft. It was like, there was a less than 1% chance that Will Levis would be on the board. You have no idea. Like, this is <laughs> so dumb. I love your dumb. passion for this. I thought it was so dumb. Well, what, so you that's know, my final I think what, I think in draft season, there can be a lot of just silly reports. But, man, the one that the Vikings would move up to two to get him. Whoops. And then he passes out him on Whoops. 24 or whatever. I mean, all the Will Levis reports were Just, just for fun. Would you take him if he fell all the way to sixty six? No, you wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't either. I'm just curious where he's backup. No, I just, I, I, I just don't think he. Like again, I, I just wouldn't do it. I yeah, don't think it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. But it's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I like the Houston draft just because I like the CJ Stroud Anderson like foundational thing. I agree. Uh, I think Devin Witherspoon was overdrafted. First next year, I didn't yeah. love that. Devin Witherspoon overdrafted. You know, but I'll, he's good. I'll, I'll say it at my core. It does. You know, there's five percent of me that it hurts. They didn't that they didn't take anything on offense the first night. But if they were going to not take offense, these are the things I would have done. Yeah. So it it lessens the pain of it. Yeah. It's a table slamming day, buddy. There All you right. go. Um, tomorrow, check us out. One to three, WIP. We racked in the draft. We want to hear from all our real ones. Auto-downloaders. Auto-download the pod if you don't. It means a lot. So I do have a final thought, but I'm debating if we save these for non-draft pods. I think that's the move. Yeah. Let's save them. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to bed. As many do at 11 I can't wait. Yes, yeah. that's right. It's a classic <laughs> bedtime, 1047. Uh, all right. Until tomorrow. He's on, James. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus